Chapter 7 Advantages Which is the best government? The one which teaches the people to govern themselves. Johann Wolfgang von Goethe, polymath and civil servant. Compared to today's social orders, free private cities offer a number of advantages, both for individuals and businesses. They offer unique opportunities even for governments of existing states. Legal Certainty For the first time in human history, there is a genuine social contract which actually fulfills Rousseau's legitimate demand for initial approval by every single citizen. In a free private city, reliable, unchanging principles apply on the basis of the citizen's contract that enable private individuals and companies to plan for the long term. The type and amount of the contributions are contractually fixed. In a free private city, therefore, everyone pays only for what he has ordered. He has a legal claim to compliance with the contract, as well as a claim for damages in the event of malperformance. In this respect, the well-known mechanisms of private law are simply transferred to state power. There is no convincing reason why these should not apply in the relationship between the operator and the contract citizen. A free private city is, therefore, characterized by the fact that the same rules apply to everyone, irrespective of objective and subjective differences between people. This also means that the city operator does not enjoy sovereign immunity, but is subject to full contractual liability and can be sued for it. In a free private city, not only the amount of the contributions to be paid are an integral part of the contract, but all the rules that apply to living together. They may be amended only within the framework of the contractual mechanisms or by mutual agreement. All this creates legal certainty, reliability, and predictability. The absence of and abstinence from politics. Free private cities are, apart from the relationship to the host state and to the outside world, non-political societies. Everyone knows his rights and obligations. It is known from the outset that it is not possible to impose one's own values upon others. The legitimacy of this system is beyond question. After all, each individual citizen has concluded a contract with the operator, which finally describes the current order and the corresponding rules. While voluntary initiatives and associations are easily possible, there is no forum to change the legal position of other contract citizens against their will for one's own benefit or with regard to a self-defined common good. Political activists, lobbyists, or free riders who, because of their proximity to power, seek subsidies or unproductive incomes, fail. Distributional struggles and the stirring up of social groups against each other are a thing of the past. There are no spoils left to win. Rather, all citizens of a free private city can rely on the fact that their life, liberty, and property are not subject to political uncertainties. They do not need to interfere in political disputes and do not suffer any disadvantages as a result. They do not have to devote their time and energy to fending off restrictions on freedom. Each individual has a far better opportunity to shape their lives according to their values. In conventional states, however, they are forced to purchase and finance a whole bundle of services that they may not even want. 
This prevents them from using free resources in a way that is better suited to their ideas and their situation in life. The same applies to entrepreneurs who want to make their projects a reality. In a free private city, they no longer have to get involved in preventing adverse measures. That is, they no longer have to spend a large part of their time sitting in political meetings or committees or joining political parties or associations, writing letters to the editor or blog posts, commenting on legislative projects, and so on. They may hire whoever they want, regardless of legal diversity requirements, and can make promotions based entirely on merit. They do not need complicated and legally questionable tax-saving models. Their payment obligations are small and fixed for the future. Free private cities are therefore likely to be economically superior to conventional systems after a short time. The entrepreneurs would concentrate on what they do best, namely serving the market. The abstinence from politics also means the renunciation of currency and interest rate manipulation. Asset accumulation, old age provision, and purchasing power gains for all are made possible by natural deflation due to productivity gains. Since, in principle, all innovations are permitted and are only limited by their effect on the rights of others, new discoveries by trial and error are far more likely than in conventional states. There are no political decision-makers who can harness themselves in front of the carts of fearmongers and doubters in order to gain power and influence. Over time, a high innovative spirit leads to greater prosperity and a higher quality of life. This includes a clean environment. Guaranteed Freedom Free private cities allow the greatest possible freedom of action, contract, and opinion. Both economic and personal freedoms are much higher than in previous systems. Apart from respecting the rights of others and the few existing rules, everyone is free to do what they want. This includes the free design of contracts and the rejection of others as contractual partners at your own discretion alone. Greater freedom goes hand in hand with greater responsibility. Since contractors cannot count on the Big Brother's state, which bears the consequences of their actions for them or relieves them of their life risks, they automatically become more conscientious and attentive. This can certainly lead to hardship in individual cases, but over the course of time it usually means that the individual will act cautiously with foresight and responsibility. Safety and Security in a free private city, the protection of life, liberty, and property of the residents is the main service of the operator. If, for example, a contract citizen's home is broken into, he has a claim for damages because the operator has guaranteed security and has also been paid for it. For this reason, the operator will strive for maximum security both internally and externally, if possible without compromising the quality of life of the residents. The authority of the operator to completely reject problematic applicants and to expel troublemakers and criminals also has a positive effect. Over time, all this leads to the formation of an exceptionally civilized and nonviolent, but nevertheless defensive, society. Guaranteed Private Property In a free private city, the acquisition of property is neither subject to high hurdles nor is it subject to many obligations and taxes. 
Due to the permanent guarantee of private property, it is therefore possible for everyone to gradually create lasting prosperity, even for low-income families, and to pass it on to the next generation, which can then build on it. The proportion of family businesses and homeowners will therefore increase over time, which in turn will strengthen the bond with the free private city and respect for the property of others. Unrestricted private property also provides the freedom necessary for personal development, for an independent opinion and the support of third parties, that is, for the creation of one's own world. Limiting Power Through Diversity and Competition With the addition of many free private cities to today's states, there would be healthy competition to force all societies to meet certain minimum standards for the benefit of their citizens, because in such a world there would be great competition for the citizens. This will lead to an increase in the quality of public services while prices fall, as is the case in other markets. The providers will outdo each other in providing an attractive infrastructure, low cost of living, high security with maximum freedom of opinion and action. There will be providers in the luxury segment and those for the mass market. Some free private cities will be even listed on the stock exchange. Specialized private cities will have emerged that specifically address ethnic, religious, or ideological groups. Competition will ensure that there are many different models of living together for different tastes. The citizen is at once a courted customer who can change suppliers at any time instead of a fenced-in milking cow which must buy his departure through exit tax. Unlike the politicians of contemporary systems, who can make decisions at the expense of others without having the slightest economic disadvantage of their own in the event of failure, the private government provider has skin in the game. This fact alone disciplines him immensely. He is a service provider who has to make an effort, and cannot simply change the rules at the expense of the customer whenever it suits him. Room for Experiment Even heads of state and government who have recognized the need for reform are often faced with the problem that a society has many political, cultural, or religious reservations that prevent change. Free private cities or corresponding special zones offer the possibility of introducing controversial reforms initially in a small, demarcated territory. If successful, these territories can then be expanded or multiplied. Finally, those who are still opposed to change can be offered the opportunity to create their own special areas. Social Harmony Through Shared Values The guarantee of internal and external security, the provision of social security, and the creation of cohesion, all these are solvable problems but they can be addressed in very different ways. Instead of constantly arguing about political positions and accepting compromises that are unsatisfactory because certain approaches are simply incompatible, the societies of the future can come together according to common values. These systems will probably be more homogeneous in themselves, but in total they will show an enormous diversity. Above all, they are more peaceful because countless conflicts that paralyze today's systems simply disappear. New forms of living together can be tried out. Things that work and find acceptance prevail, others disappear. 
The free private city represents the offer for those who prefer the greatest possible freedom and personal responsibility, while at the same time ensuring a high level of security against violence and crime. In this respect, social harmony is primarily achieved through shared values. Such a society works well if there is a fundamental consensus among its members about nonviolence, respect for property, and a recognition of the existing rules. In addition to conventional states, new private or public special zones are conceivable for all other preferences, which can serve all kinds of ideologies. Wouldn't it be both knowledge-promoting and conflict-solving if concepts such as a universal basic income, depreciative money, open borders, and other ideas for world improvement were first tried out with volunteers in a defined area? If these ideas work, others will want to adopt them. If they fail, the matter is done without much damage and can be tried again in a modified form if necessary. There would be little need to work oneself up in long arguments about these ideas, much less engage in violent disputes over them. Even left-wing idealists could finally prove to themselves and to the world in a special zone that communism, socialism, if done right, does work, even without others suffering. A former totalitarian ideology would become one product offer among many. In a short time, we would have gained enormous insights into the effects of the most diverse models of living together. We might even see more happiness, as schadenfreude is known to be among the most pleasant emotions. Better Incentives Free private cities have significant advantages over conventional social systems, particularly because of their different incentive structure. The incentives for the operator of a free private city are fundamentally different from those of today's states. First, he has a direct economic self-interest in the success of the community. Secondly, like any contract provider, he can be held liable for errors. He cannot conceal his responsibility or pass it on to third parties and thus bears his own personal risk. Thirdly, he is facing direct competition. He cannot force customers to accept his product, but must attract demand solely through the attractiveness of his product.